Testament. When uh, Pastor Franklin told me that this was the second, I turned in my and I sing, Father, Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace was my turn. That was the only one missing from my file. <laughs> so I prepared a new message this week, and uh, I, I think uh, sometimes God has a reason even for those things that are missing. And I pray his Holy Spirit will help me to speak as he would have me to. I pray his anointing by his Spirit upon me and upon each of you as you hear the words of this message that it will be a real blessing to you. Today's message is the angel, pro, angel's promise of peace. Two texts. Uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse 14 first, uh, just read for us along with a peace candle, but let me repeat it. This is from the New International Version. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And then back to Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I have a note here in my Bible. You can smile today with a storm coming. Eternal weather forecast. <laughs> Rain. R-E-I-G-N, forever. <laughs> what is the promise of peace the Christmas angels announced to the shepherds? When I think of peace, I think of undisturbed calm. Within in our family, in our church, in our community, in our world, how our world needs peace. But before I turn to the peace that the angels announced, let's go back to Isaiah's prophecy, the second scripture I read about the coming Messiah mentioned in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. Did you notice as I read it the royal titles given to Jesus' name? There is so much hope in what Jesus would be called. First, Wonderful Counselor. God sent us a counselor for when we're shaken to the core Ever been there? 
Someone called me on this phone this week that was shaken to the core. For when our hearts are broken, for when we don't know what to do, I remember one time my wife and I were pastoring the Hubleton Wesleyan Church and we weren't sure what the future hold, if we would be staying or going, if we would be moving, and we didn't know exactly who to talk to. Our son was going to Potsdam State um, University at that time and told us about a real good counselor there. And so we called and we went to see him, and my wife and I, had never been to a counselor and talking about pastoring in the future. We sat down in his office. This man was a great counselor. He put us at ease. He said, tell me your story and what you're feeling. We told him about the uncertainty of the future. and He said, you know what? Whether you remain pastor there, whether you become a chaplain, whether you move to another you guys have the right spirit. You'll be good at whatever you do. And peace came. There's good counselors. There's a memory verse that I needed in Isaiah 28 and verse 29 that says, this also comes from the Lord of hosts who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. As good as that counselor was, the Lord is the one who is wonderful in counsel to us and excellent in guidance. The second title, Mighty God. This title reminds us, He has power over nature, disease, Sin and death itself. There are times when I hear a tremendous tragedy, uh, a burden beyond words in a family, a struggle in a marriage. There are times when it can almost seem overwhelming for a pastor or a counselor to hear. And that's when I love to remember another verse in the Bible. Jeremiah 32, 17 says this, O sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. Nothing is too difficult or nothing is too hard for you. Aren't you glad we have a mighty God? Then the third title, Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father means that Christ, that's one of his titles, the Everlasting Father, Christ will not leave us as all earthly fathers must. Boy, it's a hard time for me when in 1992 I had to say an earthly goodbye to my father. But this title reminds us Christ wants to be our everlasting Father to us. I like the foreshadow of that mentioned in Psalm 27, verse 10. When father and mother forsake me, 
then the Lord will take me up. He is the everlasting Father. And then the Prince of Peace. Christ is the one who can remove all peace-disturbing factors. Note that wonderful promise in verse 7 in the New Living Translation. The government and its peace will never, his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Think of it. The God's passionate commitment for you from the Prince of Peace. This Sunday's Advent theme is peace. And as I thought about this new message I had to prepare because I couldn't find my old one, I, in my mind, and I believe to my heart, the Lord brought three thoughts of peace and they're found in the New Testament. The first is peace on earth. That was part of the announcement the angels gave to the shepherds, and on earth, peace. So let's think, first of all, on peace on earth. Luke 2.14, again, which was our text. When the angels said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. My wife and I got a Christmas devotional, an Advent devotional from our church back in uh, Lisbon and Hubleton. And so we've been reading it day by day. And in our Joy to the World, it's called Devotional by John Piper on December 6th, verse 14, our text was brought up in the English Standard Version. It says this, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. John Piper writes, There is a somber note sounded in the angel's praise. The peace is for those whom his favor rests on or among those with whom he is pleased. Yet we know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So Christmas does not bring peace to all on earth, does it? I've always thought of Christmas, peace on earth, goodwill to me. But the announcement was peace for those on whom his favors rest. Peace with those whom he is pleased. Wow. Even from the very beginning, God was giving his good news. You can have peace with him through your right relationship with me. We Remember Jesus' words, this is judgment. That light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works are evil. Years ago, 
I uh, came across this little saying, and it stuck with me all these years. No Jesus, no peace. But it's so simple. When we know Jesus, we know peace. The second kind of peace we can experience is peace with God. For me, this happened in Bethlehem, not Israel, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, when I was about nine years old. I was like you, sitting in church on a Sunday morning, and I was sitting back here off the center aisle, uh, on my left, on your right, and when the pastor got done with his message, my heart began to beat heavily. And I said, what's the matter with me? After a little while, I realized it was conviction that I needed to give my heart and life to Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, the Apostle Paul, under God's inspiration, wrote, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, that is in Jesus' death and resurrection, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And when I knew I opened my door, my heart's door to Jesus that day, I experienced peace. Inner calm. Things were now right with God. What a blessing beyond description. John 1, 11 and 12 says, He, Jesus, came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. On Mondays, I have a different Bible verse I claim over my children every day of the week. But on Mondays, I came across this verse in Isaiah, and I prayed over my children. Matter of fact, I prayed over my oldest brother's children that day because I pray for my siblings on different days. On Mondays, I claim Isaiah 54, 13. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. But I have to be honest with you. My heart cries out because not all of my, our children are saved. My heart cries out, they can have great peace. They can have sweet peace without knowing the Prince of Peace, Jesus, as their personal Savior. When I first came to New York to pastor, it was Reverend Lloyd Stewart. Some of you might remember him, former district superintendent. And his favorite verse in the Bible was Psalm 119, 165. 
Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing will offend them. One hymn writer declared it this way, Through Christ, on the cross, peace was made. My debt by his death all was paid. No other foundation is laid for peace. The gift of God's love. I want people to know the Prince of Peace in their own heart because only then can we have peace with God. And the third type of peace is the peace of God, or the peace of Jesus Christ. It was only to his disciples that Jesus said, only to those disciples, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace do I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27. And then in Philippians 4, 7, it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, and your minds in Jesus Christ. I love devotional books, and you'll see I'm near the end of this year's, it's December. This little piece was, uh, this little devotional book is called Perfect Peace, and it was by Selwyn Hughes. He's an Englishman from England, and I love his writing. But on December 1st and 2nd, he wrote some words I underlined, and I thought of them this week when I prepared this new message, so I'm going to read them to you. You cannot experience the peace of God until you have experienced peace with God. No one can experience real peace, peace if there is a conflict in the spirit we must first experience the joy of sins forgiven, and then and only then can we know peace. The peace which transcends all understanding, and for that matter, all misunderstanding. The peace that comes from God, however, holds us up because it has the God of the universe behind it, God's peace. God's peace can stand anything that challenges it since it is possible in this restless age to experience the peace of God. Let me read that again. Since it is possible in this restless age to experience the peace of God, do not let anything prevent you uh, allowing peace to invade you. Peace, or the Prince of Peace, is knocking on the door. Lift the latch and let it come in. Make it your life affirmation to say, the peace of God helps me 
The peace of God holds me. The peace of God protects me. And then his title, Perfect Peace. My Aunt Irene, wonderful, godly lady, never married. She was about as wide as she was tall. <laughs> but she loved the Lord. She had, I, I got her Bible. It's at home on my shelf. When I got it and looked through it, I always look for what people underline. If I remember correctly, I only found one verse underlined. It was Isaiah 26, verse 3. Thou or you, thou wilt keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. One hymn writer said, I cannot tell you whence it came, this peace within my breast, but this I know, there fills my soul a strange and tranquil rest. There's a deep, settled peace in my soul. There's a deep, settled peace in my soul. Though the billows of sin near me roll, he abides. Christ abides. Yet another hymn writer put it this way. What a treasure I have in this wonderful peace buried deep in the heart of my soul. So secure that no power can mine it away while the years of eternity roll. Boy, this was made real to me this week while I hunted our cabin. I was there alone in this log-sided cabin, nice in the woods, beautiful, quiet, restful spot, when all of a sudden, and the whole cabin shook. We're near the Fort Drum Ring. And I mean, I thought, wow, it's going to break the windows. And I went back to my reading. I was sitting there, and I was enjoying it nice and calm. And then, I jumped, and everything shook. And isn't like that in the world, that last verse I just read, so secure can be the peace of Jesus Christ in our heart that no power can mine it away or shake it away or bomb it away while the years of eternity roll. And the chorus says, peace, peace. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray in fathomless billows of love. Oh, precious people of the Cadyville area, 
in our troubled world. Is it troubled? In our protesting world. Is it protesting? In our war-filled world. Is it war-filled? In our world where one person gets angry or resentful or bitter against another and gets a gun and goes into a mall or a, a, a school, are we troubled? People desperately. Dare I say, every one of us needs to know the peace of God. We need to know the Prince of Peace. The Bible says when we put our faith in Jesus and what he did for us on the cross when he took our sins and when he rose again from the dead to give us the hope of everlasting life, then we find peace with God. In my ministry, for about 20 years at the psychiatric center, I would give out these little booklets called Steps to Peace with God. They were written by Billy Graham. I'm going to lay some here at the altar, and as the worship team sings, if you want one of them, just simply. It has scripture verses to help you know that you personally can find peace with God. I'd love for you to take one. Whether it's, it's up to you, whether you read it tonight or tomorrow or later this week, but I want you to know Christ came so you could find peace with God. I'm going to also put some in my pocket, so if when you're going out, you want one, you just mention it to me. After the worship team sings, I have a benediction. Some of the best prayers and benedictions are from the Bible. I found one in the Old Testament, Micah chapter 5, that mentions Bethlehem would be the place of Christ's birth, says this in verses 4 and 5, he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth and he will be their peace. Then I found this one in John 16:33, and I thought, this is so much like our restless world today in the midst of it, we can have peace. Jesus said, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. I'm sorry, I read it wrong. Let me try again. I have told you these things so that in me, Jesus said, you may have peace. In 
this world, you will have trouble. Well, he got that right, didn't he? But take heart. I have overcome the world. And then there's Ephesians 2.14. For he himself is our peace. I pray as that worship team sang, those four words stuck in my mind, Prince of Peace, come. God bless you. Have a great Christmas season. Go in peace.